What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender with me. <laughs> oh, my pineapple Ciroc drinking friend, Adam Ronis. What's up, dog? My up, God, man? it's Tuesday night right now. There's no football on, but hey, guess what? There's football tomorrow afternoon. How exciting is that? I'm actually, well, kind of excited about it. I don't expect it to be a great game. That's the problem. Uh, I'm glad that they're getting in this game for week 12, but it just seems very odd. We've been thrown off our routine numerous times this year, and we're not complaining. Again, I'm fortunate that we get to do this, but it just seems so weird. Like my Tuesday's so out of whack. I'm used to doing rankings, have to put that off a little bit. Then we have a game on Wednesday, our waiver wires for most leagues. I have seen have been pushed back. Now we're fortunate that we don't have a Thursday game, so it doesn't create complete chaos. But it's just a very, very weird time. Like our just, I'm a man of routine, used yeah. to doing things a certain way, mm-hmm. and now it's just thrown out of whack this whole week. Yeah, and you know, I, we went through that like what two, three weeks ago when we had that that Tuesday night game, and that definitely threw me there as well we're thrown on the on the website too like you know you usually have the rankings up on tuesday night um i usually have the watch list done on tuesday but we can't flip the 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 week to week 13 yet because this stupid game is going on uh you know and and the the site won't pull the stats if uh if we flip the week so all of that kind of gets put on hold yeah it's definitely it's throwing a, a, a little monkey wrench into it. I'm like you, man. I'm a total creature of habit. Uh, so to have to like adjust and, and you know, change my routine up, uh, it's not fun. It's definitely not fun. But what we are going to do today, <clears throat> excuse me, is we are going to talk some waiver wire because while ESPN and Yahoo have pushed their waivers to, I guess it's like Thursday night into Friday, there are some platforms that you know, still have waivers, uh, whether it's Wednesday night after the games. So we want to make sure that you guys have the information necessary before going into the game. And we'll also make our picks on, uh, uh, on the, uh, the Raven Steelers game against the spread uh, and, and figure out what we can do there. Um, Waiver wire right now, Adam, I mean, let's, I guess the, the one area that we can look to, that might be intriguing is, I guess, with the Will Fuller suspension, it kind of opens up the door a little bit for Houston wide receivers, right? I mean, I'm sure Kiki Kute is probably still available uh, in a number of leagues. Um, I'm sure even, you know, if you want to stash Randall Cobb because you think he's coming back, they've got Isaac Coulter. I saw a report that said that Jordan Akins is likely to take more more snaps out of the slot. Um, like I, I feel like that's like the only area where I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah, it's. I thought last week was one of the worst weeks for the waiver wire, and I don't think it's much better this week either. Obviously, some people play in more shallow formats where there are some good players available, but we know, I'm assuming most of our listeners play in deeper formats where there's just not as much available. Uh, but obviously, that's why we'll answer your questions individually at FantasyAlarm.com. But yeah, I mean, QT would probably be the guy there that stands out. Maybe wide receiver three, wide receiver four range. Not the best matchup this week against Indianapolis. We'll see, though, if they get some guys back on the defensive side. They were shorthanded this past week, especially DeForest Buckner being out. And obviously, Tennessee took advantage of that. 
but yeah, QT would be the guy that stands out. And I think Aikens too, you know, if they are going to use him in the slot more, uh, certainly benefits him and tight end has been a really, really tough position to fill for many people. If you don't have the elite and the elite right now is really Kelsey Waller. I mean, we don't even know if Mark Andrews is going to be able to play next week. And I don't even want to call him elite anymore with the way he's played this year. So a lot of people are scrambling at tight end, but yeah, Brandon cooks obviously gets a huge boost here. He definitely gets a huge boost. You know, it's kind of funny. I was talking earlier today about players coming back from COVID and, you know, it's because uh, you're just saying, you know, as far as Mark Andrews and whether or not you could even consider him elite and what's he going to be like when he comes back, like Cam has not looked good since coming back from COVID. Um, Ezekiel Elliott had COVID uh, before the season started. He hasn't looked good. Um, you know, granted, that's a lot of offensive line troubles there as well. Um, I'm trying to think of who else who else has come back from COVID. Uh, who's actually performed well or, or done anything. And I don't think we have anybody. Well, there hasn't been many fantasy players that have had it. It's so different, though, for everyone. I mean, going back to baseball, do you remember Freddie Freeman? I mean, they his yeah. wife was like, yeah, he, 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 he was close to, like, he was really bad. He went out and won the MVP. So, you know, it hits everyone different. So that it's a tough thing to predict. Um. So, yeah, with Andrews, he has diabetes. So that's why they have to be more cautious with him. I mean, James Conner, obviously a cancer survivor. So it's tough to know exactly what's going to transpire when these guys return. It's very difficult to know. James Conner, you know, I don't know what he's going to be like. I mean, he was already uh, struggling as is, and they had Snell and McFarland sitting in the holster. So. Uh, it's tough. It's definitely, uh, it's just something to, to sit and watch, uh, for some of these players. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's kind of go through some of the positions here, some possible streamers at quarterback, um, Kirk cousins against Jacksonville Trubisky against Detroit. Um, you got Phillip rivers going up against Houston who now doesn't have Bradley Roby. Um, Nick Mullins against Buffalo. Buffalo's given up the six most fantasy points to, to quarterbacks. And then you've got guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick, who should be starting against Cincy, Taysom Hill, uh, going up against Atlanta for the second time. Any of those guys, like, I mean, if you're streaming QBs, any of those really stand out to you? Yeah, I would think Taysom Hill is rostered in most leagues by now, but he stands out obviously because he's going to run and, yeah, he's probably good for at least a rushing touchdown per game, which is absurd to say, but they just run him so much. I think Cousins is in a good spot at home versus Jacksonville. The only concern is the game script. Do they jump out to a big lead and then just rely on the run? But they haven't been doing that lately. They fell behind Carolina as the Panthers had the two defensive touchdowns that forced Cousins to put the ball in the air 45 times. I don't think you'll see that game script this week, but he's passed for at least 292 yards in three straight games. He has at least three passing touchdowns in three of his last four. Should get Adam Thielen back. Justin Jefferson has just been phenomenal this year. So he's in a good spot. You just hope that they just don't build a big lead. But Jacksonville has been competitive. You know, they've, they've stayed in games. It's not like they've been getting trampled. So do like Cousins. Uh, you mentioned uh, Rivers as well. Definitely good matchup here at Houston. Uh, we've seen him have some 300-yard passing games recently. We've got to get some more touchdowns. And Trubisky, 
I mean, you don't feel good trusting him, but the one thing is, in his career, he has destroyed Detroit. Now, yeah. I know you're going to bring this up, so I'll get to it before you do. <laughs> you know where I'm going, right? Um, Maybe. Okay, we've seen this situation twice this year. Coach getting fired. Uh-huh. The team rebounding the next week. Atlanta and Houston. Detroit just got let Patricia go. Yeah. Uh, divisional game. They are on the road. So you could see them maybe play fired up because, dude, it's just a natural human feeling. You're hearing all these people that didn't like Patricia. Now the guy's gone and you just feel refreshed and you're like, all right, can't wait to play football again. Where maybe for weeks it was like, oh, God, I got to hear this guy again in his stupid speech. And so there's probably something to that. Um But Trubisky, here's the thing. Trubisky did not play well from an NFL perspective. He threw in a triple coverage and double coverage. I don't know what that – I just wonder when you watch that, and especially when they show it from the All-22 and behind the quarterback and you see what he's looking at, and you just go, what does he see? Like it's clear there's three guys on one, two guys on one. (laughs) I was like that with Wentz. I was like that with Wentz when he threw that late pick last night, right? I was like, what, what, what 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 is he seeing that he's throwing it right to the defender? Well, Goddard took responsibility for that. And I don't know if he just did that or it was true. Maybe he was expecting Goddard to break a certain way. But yeah. Um, but the ones that irk me more is the double and triple coverage. Like you see the receiver and there's three defensive backs and one receiver. Like, why would you even throw it? So, but the bottom line is he still produced from a fantasy perspective. He got the three touchdowns. I know he threw two picks. But the thing that stood out was at least he took chances. He was getting the ball to Allen Robinson. He was taking shots downfield, even though they were dumb. And it is a good matchup against Detroit, but it's tough to trust them because he could easily implode. If you're in a format where a lot of the other quarterbacks we talked about are taken, because a lot of people probably more this year because of COVID maybe have the two quarterbacks and the Cousins is gone because he's played well and Rivers is gone. You can go to Trubisky, but it does not feel good. Like I would take Trubisky over Mullins. You would take Trubisky over Mullins. Okay. That's like, that's, you know, I was going to ask you that, you know, kind of put you into an either or situation there. Um, I mean, really? I mean, Mullins. Yeah. I I, I don't trust him. You just don't trust him. Yeah. It's a conservative. You can tell me all you want about Buffalo, but it's not like Herbert went out there and put up big numbers. It's just the offense that they play. They want to run the football. They're not taking a ton of shots downfield. I know they're going to have Ayuk back and they have Debo Samuel. So those guys can get you yards after the catch and kind of help Mullins. But I mean, I just, we've seen him just not put up big numbers and they don't want to throw. Whereas it with Trubisky, they'll let him throw. They'll let him be aggressive. They have nothing to lose at this point. Uh, And they're still fighting for a playoff spot And Detroit is just horrible. So you could use the narrative of, hey, they're going to play inspired football. Certainly possible. Uh, and if you want to take Detroit getting the points because of that, I have no problem with that because Chicago sucks too. Yeah. Do we have an early line on that game? Let me. Look. I thought it was three when I was looking earlier. Yeah, it's three. Ah, interesting. Well, I mean, you know, again, it's too strong. You want you wanted to get to three and a half, right? Of course, I wanted to get yeah. to three and a half. <laughs> Hell yeah. I wonder. I don't know if it will. I know. Probably not. Probably not. Um, all right, so for quarterbacks then, so Cousins, Trubisky, those are the top two. Uh, well, Fitzpatrick. Are you you, you digging on Fitz? We don't know if he's going to start because the whole Tua thing. But, uh, yeah, I would I would uh, go with Fitz against, at home against the Bengals. Okay. Sure. I mean, Devontae Parker obviously has come to life again with Fitzpatrick. Gusecki, I mean, he doesn't have 
a ton of weapons, but he could go out there and throw two, three touchdowns. I know the Bengals were competitive with the Giants, but I think that was more on the Giants in aptitude more than on the Bengals. Colt McCoy. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Okay. So there you go. It's for uh, for quarterbacks. What about running backs? Now, here's here's the thing. Now, granted, okay, if it's a shallow league and guys like Frank, uh, not Frank, uh, Wayne Gallman, um, Cam Akers, Brian Hill, like if those guys are out there and those those guys are available, uh, you, you have to be in on them. Uh, but what about, you know, the situation, you know, let's go back to Miami. What's up with that situation there in that backfield? Um, you know, it's so funny, you know, you look at, that backfield being so up in the air. And then, you know, you look at stuff like the Colts backfield with Jacoby Brissett poaching touchdowns left and right. And, uh, and even, you know, like the Buffalo running game, you don't know who to use or who to trust in that situation. So, I mean, are there, are there guys out of, you know, out of those groups who you, who might interest you coming into this week? Uh, look, with Miami, it all depends on the injury report. I have to think that it'll be Miles Gaskin if he's good to return. Uh, so he's probably not out there, but if he is, definitely grab him. Uh, they activated him off IR last week, but he wasn't good to go. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see about Salvin Ahmed as well. I, I would think it's Gaskin. I mean, he was running real well, and then Ahmed got hurt. So my guess is Gaskin if I had to – make a prediction now, but we'll have to see what the injury reports are. I mean, if both those guys are out, I don't think you could trust anyone. Matt Breida had a fumble, then they went to DeAndre Washington. He didn't do much. It is the Bengals, though, but it's a critical week. You just don't feel good about starting any of those guys. If Gaskin is available, then yeah, he'd be the guy that you go to. The Bills, man, you just we've talked about it for weeks, man. I don't see how you can trust either of these guys. If you are playing one, it's Zach Moss because he gets most of the red zone carries, the red zone snaps. Singletary doesn't. I know he had a pretty good game last week from a yardage perspective. He did have a fumble as well. But if you're starting one, it's Moss. But those guys are RB3s, man. They're not even close to the RB2 conversation at this point. And with Atlanta, you're kind of just waiting on – whether Todd Gurley could be back. I know there was some indication that he could be, but look, I felt from the beginning of the year that he was not going to get through this entire season with that arthritic knee. And I know from a fantasy perspective, he's producing, but he's because he's scoring touchdowns. He's been fortunate again. I know last year, the same thing, but they get near the goal line and he scores, but you look at the yardage, you look at the receptions, the yards per reception, they all suck. Yeah, they all suck. And that's where, you know, people will be like, oh, well, look, look, he's good. He's scoring touchdowns. Well, you can't rely on that every week. What, what happens when he doesn't score a touchdown? You've seen some of those games. They're terrible. They're horrible, dude. They're absolutely horrible. So, you know, I mean, listen, I'm now, not. Now, even... Acres is the key one, man. Are Acres you... is the key. Yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, again, how do you not trust the fact? How do you trust the fact that it is Acres now? Is it Acres? Um, you know, I mean, what's what's to keep McVeigh from going back to Daryl Henderson again? Well, it's true. I think we all see that. A, I mean, Henderson is if you go look at his numbers over the last few games, whether the quad is still bothering him, he has just not been good. Now, Akers, we've seen break a big play here or there. I think we all feel it should be. But you're right. We can't trust McVeigh to get that right. So I would say this. If Akers is available he might be. You definitely add him. 
you don't feel great about starting him this week. It's kind of like, all right, can I watch? And like, if you see him get most of the volume this week, then you'll be like, okay, I think I can use him now. Uh, but he was still third in snaps among the running backs, second in rushing attempts. So it, it's still a risk. As it, it's people are wanting this, they're urging it. They want to see it happen. But we have to be realistic here and still look at what's going on. And it's not up. He's being unleashed. This is not DeAndre Swift. Like Swift was being unleashed. You felt comfortable starting him for sure. Before that, you were starting him most weeks, but you always had trepidation. Oh, what if it's Peterson, if they get the lead? But we saw that Swift was being unleashed. It was just awful timing with the concussion. We cannot say that about Cam Akers. No, we definitely can't say that about Cam Akers. You you said all that about DeAndre Swift. You got me all excited uh, because I have Swift in the GST league. I do too. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, oh my goodness, man. I I have him in my home league. I have him in several leagues. I think I think he's my most owned running back. I don't tally it all up and do it, but it's either him or Antonio Gibson. I definitely have a, a lot of both those guys. So I I pray that Swift is back. To, I have to think he is. Didn't it sound like he was close last week? Did it sound like he was close? It did sound like he was close yeah. last like week. Like if that game was Sunday, he plays last week. Yeah, it's possible. It's definitely possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, <laughs> so excited to put him back in my lineup. Um, all right, but that's not what we're talking. <laughs> Got so sidetracked. Now I'm like, I'm like in the GST league. I'm looking at like wide receivers on the waiver wire over there because. Um, I, I got, I got to find somebody, man. That's, you have money left. You have like a good amount left. I have thirty two dollars left. Oh, okay. Maybe well, I don't know in your league. Maybe there's people that don't have much left. I know there's a couple guys of mine that have a lot of money. I think there's two with zero. Right. You need a receiver. I do need a receiver. Did you lose someone or? No, it's just it's been uh it's been my Achilles heel the entire season. Okay. You know, I'm trying to find where the yeah hell? I think most, most teams are going to have an Achilles heel in that league because we have the extra flex spot too. <laughs> So, and 20 spots on the roster. So, uh, you have to be pretty fortunate if you don't have a weak spot in your starting lineup. Um, yes, I definitely do feel uh, pretty good if I didn't have a <laughs> hole in my in my starting spot. You know what it is, man. I mean, I'm loaded up. I'm definitely loaded up with... Um, what you call it with running backs. running backs? Like I feel, yeah. like I'm, I, I think I'm getting Raheem Mostert back. Oh, I, I, you know, I've got Raheem Mostert as well. Oh, let me. Yeah. You know what? I, now I'm just now I'm now I'm gonna look at this stupid team here and see what I got going. <laughs> what do I got yeah, going? Yeah, I, I have pretty good running backs too. I have uh, Cook, Aaron Jones, Swift, and Gibson. All right, I've got. Yeah, see, losing Mixon was the uh, was a hurtful one. It so really I, is. I've got DeAndre Swift. I've got Raheem Mostert. I got James Robinson. I've got Geo. Um, and then uh, and then I've got David Johnson, who could be coming back off of IR this week. And then you know some some Salvin Ahmed or some Joshua Kelly, but yeah, I, I feel like I, I still I, I I need the extra receiver in there. That'll make me feel comfortable. How did I how did I put up 195 points with this team? This is amazing. <laughs> right? 
Holy crap. Holy cow. It's amazing. Who's um, your tight end? Who's your tight end? <laughs> Hawkinson. Hunter Henry. Okay, that's not bad. He's been coming on. No, he no, no. Least, listen. He, that's one of the better tight ends to have actually right now. Let's see. If I were to set my lineup, well, I can't do it right now, but um, I would have Swift and Robinson as my running back. Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Swift and Robinson at running back. Tyree Kill, Marvin Jones, Curtis Samuel uh, at wide receiver. Um, Hunter well, Henry. Samuel's on bye this week. What's that? Samuel's on bye this week. Okay, so and, uh, there you go. Hence needing a receiver. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you could get a you could get a boost from Samuel if DJ Moore has to miss time. I could if DJ Moore does have to miss time. That helps with Samuel. I've got Andy Isabella in case Larry Fitz is out again. But like my flex spot, man, I can go Geo and and Raheem Mostert. That's not bad. Yeah, no, I do the same. I'm pretty much uh, a f- I play four running backs when I'm healthy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to win all the money in the GST League, dude. Well, you haven't seen my overall points, so. It doesn't matter, dude. It doesn't matter. You're going to face my team, and you're going to be like, I'm scared. Well, we don't face each other, but we do compete for the overall championship. I was going to say, don't we? uh, Oh, yeah. We actually, we don't get to actually, like, face each other. Right. I mean, there's no head-to-head matchup, but we are competing for the overall spot. How so, many how many points does your team have right now? 2041.8. 2041.8. That's impressive. Yeah, I have the most points in the league by 118. Yeah, that is that is ridiculously impressive. Like I've got I've got the second most points in the league but in in my league but 1855.5. That's that's baller. Who's who's on your team? Uh, Herbert's my quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Antonio yeah. Gibson, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift. Holy shit! How the hell did they let you take all these guys? Uh, well, I got Cook in the first round, Jones in the second. Yeah. I think Swift in the sixth. Gibson fell, I think, in this one, and then I have. I mean, my receivers are good, but they've taken a little bit of a hit. I have Allen Robinson, mm-hmm. Robert Woods, Tyler Boyd, who's obviously seen his value go down, Christian Kirk, Crapwood Brown, a.k.a. Hollywood Brown, who I can't even play anymore. So that, that's been a pick. That hurts. Um, LaVisca Chanel, Madison, Tacuff, Cook, Brita, who I'll probably drop. Betty so Snell. You're in the same boat as me. So you you waited on QB and you ended up with Herbert. Um well, I, yeah, I went Stafford and Cam. Right, and okay. Up, uh, which yeah, which is fine. Which yeah. is fine. So you grab Herbert. You're tight. You're you're crazy tight at, at running back. I, I mean, I lost Joe Mixon to injury, which you know really kind of hurt me, but um, you know, those rookie running backs really panned out well for you in, in Gibson and Swift. Yeah, I'll tell you right now where I got them. So I got uh, Swift in round seven. And, uh, oh, my God, Gibson went in round 10. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Where Can I look at my draft? Yeah. You go draft to results. if you're league draft results. Yeah. yeah you could just, you know, do the. Yeah, see where Gibson went. I'm curious. 
We our end of the first round was very weird in this draft. Actually, actually, no, it wasn't. It worked out. <laughs> but Derek Henry fell to the second round. Miles Sanders did. Drake, Chubb. See, in this draft, you would have depended. Chubb went sixth pick of round two. He almost fell to me, and I was like, "What? Jesus, I would have gone nuts." Antonio Gibson went in round nine. Okay. See, yeah, I mean, nine and ten. I mean, and we did this draft uh, about a week and a half before the season started. Yeah. yeah, why did he? Hmm, I don't know. Yeah, all right. So I, I fucked myself with Mixon as my first pick. Tyreek in my second pick was uh, was rock solid Home run. there. Home run. Uh, I lost Odell in the third round. Yeah, that hurt. I had Odell in three leagues this year. Ay, ay, ay. Mostert, David Johnson, DeAndre Swift in the sixth round. Jesus criminy. Yeah, that, that that's a huge pick, especially if he finishes the season like we expect. Yeah, totally, totally. Oh, my Lord. It's always All fun right. to go back and look at drafts and be like, and you sit there and you question what you did and what others did. Like, you know, like we don't we have the answer key now, <laughs> right? It's easy to say, oh, what the hell were they thinking? Right. That's so funny. Like, it really is funny when you say that, because um, one of the drafts that, you know, I did for Sirius XM. Um, is the uh we we did a draft like right after um right after the draft and free agency started so it was the post NFL free yeah, agency yeah. fantasy football draft i had the what is this i had the 10th pick out of 12 and i'm looking at this team here and i am amazed that it's still alive not only alive, but like <clears throat> nine and two. <laughs> Where did Derrick Henry go in your GST league? I, you know, I thought he was disrespected a little too much. I even said it yeah, uh, during the Alarm After Hours show. And I told Justin, I was like, Derrick Henry, you can make a case for him going fourth or fifth off the board. Yeah. And I got him in this flex league, which is half point PPR, where you think his value goes up more. I got him with the 12th pick of the draft. In our GST league, he went first pick around two. And I'm not saying this because, oh, what he's doing now. I was like... You, look, I understand in a full point PPR doesn't catch passes, but we've seen Derrick Henry do this two years in a row. Yeah, and I know you don't want to take a guy. Oh, he's relying on touchdowns, but the offense centers around him. He's a beast that, you know, as the game goes along, the defense don't want to tackle him. I think he got disrespected too much this year in some drafts that I've seen. You could have made a case for him at five or six, dude. I took, really, I took Mixon at eight, like a like a fucking moron. Over Henry. Uh, and right after me was Eckler, Henry, Chubb, then Drake. Yeah. I <laughs> I just I don't know, man. I, I guess I guess it's the PPR thing. I don't know. No, I just you know what? I mean, I was uh I don't know. I, I mean I, I had higher hopes, obviously, for Joe Mixon. So and yeah, it's not a knock on Mixon. I mean, I like the player too. Yeah. Um but yeah, Henry Henry's finish a strong. guy who yeah. Everybody gets off on the hole. He doesn't catch passes. Well, if he's rushing for 100 yards, you know, a game, I mean, he's got, what, 700-yard games this year? And he's got, like, f four or five multi-touchdown games as well? Yeah, that's exactly how many games he has of 100 yards. He has one of 212. And, yeah, he, score yeah, he scores, like, almost every week, man. Son of a beast. And just huge, huge. He's going to win people uh, leagues this year, man, for sure.
Well, he's I not going to win Jen Piacenti hers. <laughs> I'll tell you that. He put up he put up 178 yards and three touchdowns, and I still beat her by like 80 points. Yeah, and I went against the Tyreek Hill Patrick Mahomes team. I'm up 80. See, right. There you go, people. But look at this schedule for Derrick Henry. Cleveland, Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay. Oh, Jesus. He's going he's gonna to rush. He's going to rush. For, he's going to average 200 yards a game. Like I said, we discussed yesterday, there's a chance he gets 2,000 yards this year. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, goodness gracious me. All right. Let's uh, let's get back to some waivers here because we uh, we kind of got sidetracked and distracted by our own leagues. Um, that's my fault. My bad. Uh, before we get to uh, wide receivers and tight ends, give a quick shout out to our sponsor, uh, Monkey Knife Fight. The DFS site you all should be playing on, and here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and esports, too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A N T E U P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, Adam. Let's uh, head back to the waiver wire. Wide receivers, obviously, this is where I need the help in the GST League. <clears throat> we talked a little bit about Houston already. What about, I mean, is there anything else out there that, that would be worthwhile to you? I mean, listen, Corey Davis, Tim Patrick, Nelson Aguilar, Russell Gage, Damir Bird. Like, these are the names that are still sitting out there right now. Maybe Brashad Perriman, Denzel Mims. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, I think Perryman and Mims are okay. You know, they get the Raiders this week. Mims has been pretty consistent. Perryman is always capable of catching a big pass. I think the Raiders receivers against the Jets this week are in play. Maybe Hunter Renfro's out there. Aguilar probably been picked up. Maybe got frustrated. someone got frustrated, dropped him. Gabriel Davis, you know, John Brown's on injured reserve. And Davis usually plays 90, 95% of the snaps. You know, doesn't get huge volume, but he's certainly capable of uh, scoring a touchdown uh, if you're desperate. So, you know, he played a, a ton of snaps last week, uh, played 60 snaps, same as Diggs, and a little bit more than Beasley. So uh, he's certainly in play. But, yeah, receivers just kind of really difficult right now uh, because we're looking at guys that are not primary targets in their offense. Uh, so No, not at all. Not at all. Where are you at with uh, – let's see. Let me throw out a couple of names. 
Where are you at with the Sims boys, Cam and Steven? Yeah, I, I can't rely on them. Okay. Then they're playing they're playing Pittsburgh. <clears throat> what about uh Colin Johnson, the rookie for Jacksonville, uh, who seemed to uh have a nice little rapport with Mike Glennon? If Chark is out, I think you can consider it uh, because they are playing Minnesota and they're probably going to be playing from behind. So it will depend on the status of Chark. If Chark's in there, then I wouldn't. Demir Bird. Uh, I can. I think it, the only guy that I would use is still Jacoby Myers. David Moore. Dude had what? Three catches for minus six? And a touchdown. And a touchdown. <laughs> and they tried this that stupid end around play on fourth and goal. It's like it's just mind boggling. All right, here you go. Here's the situation. You have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lock, and Chris Carson. What are we doing on fourth down when we have to score? Eh, let's uh, do an end around to David Moore. I think that'll work. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Oh boy, it's just sometimes these coaches just outthink themselves too much. Yeah. Um, any love for either BC Johnson or Chad Beebe should Adam Thielen's COVID get the better of him? Uh, my guess is Thielen's going to be back. So if Thielen's out, sure, you could look at them. But if Thielen's back, no. So basically, there's nothing on the waiver wire that you that interests you at all, wide receiver-wise. There's not a lot. I guess really QT is... Kiki QT is probably the guy that people are going to go after. Yeah, you're going to have to go after him. You're definitely going to have to go after him. Jeez, um, <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty gross. All right, what about... yeah, <laughs> uh, Let's go to the tight end position, right? Maybe that'll... Yeah, it'll get better there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You want to end on a high note, right? Right. Jordan Uh, Reed, Dalton Schultz, Jimmy Graham, Trey Burton. I'd say if Irv Smith's out again, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, I don't know. if I did pick him up in definitely one league last week. I don't know if it was two. Definitely one because I had Mark Andrews. And I was like, oh, no, I need a tight end. And, of course, the week before, I dropped Logan Thomas. I'm like, I don't need two tight ends anymore because I'm just going to roll with Mark Andrews. And – then Mark Andrews, COVID-19. I'm like, oh, got to get Kyle Rudolph now. So if Irv Smith is out, Kyle Rudolph. Burton is fine. Again, they spread the ball out just so much. But we do see Burton get some looks near the goal line. So I think you can roll with him. Uh, Dalton Schultz is okay, you know, especially with their offensive line having issues. Probably a lot more quick passes that will benefit Schultz. Jordan Reed, you mentioned he's okay. Jordan Akins, as we mentioned, especially with that report that they might use him out of the slot a little bit more, I think does that he's not a bad you, Does that make you wonder about Darren Fells, though, also? Um, not really. Okay. Right. We've seen Fells have good games when Akins is out. What about Tyler Eifert? Caught a touchdown. I know he did, but I can't do it. Caught a touchdown. <laughs> So that means what? He's going to catch another one? Maybe. Dan Arnold? Dawson Knox? No. Cole Komet? Nope. Mercedes Lewis? No. Hmm. 
All right. Well, then I, I that's the tight end position right there. There's a whole lot of nothing. Whole yeah, lot of just, nothing. You're just praying for a touchdown. I mean, think about it. Jared Cook's irrelevant now. You can't even start him. He was out of my top 20 last week. Yep. Jesus. Man, I don't even know. There's and nothing. the Seahawks, we didn't get any answer from them. It was they didn't even throw that much. Hollister and Disley barely did anything. And the one thing with Seattle, man. They are trending back to what they do, man. They are running the football more, man. And it is, if you were a Russell Wilson owner, you are feeling awful right now because that guy was carrying you and you're seeing, this happened last year too. Russell Wilson got off to a great start and then the numbers started to decline rather quickly. And the same thing is happening again. The pass attempts are down, you know, uh, the last three games, 31, 28, 37 pass attempts. I mean, he was regular, not regularly, but he was in the mid-30s to high-40s. We're not seeing it anymore. And the yardage, 230, 197, 248. He has three touchdowns over the last three games, man. It's just, this is not what you want to see. And they're home to the Giants this week. I could see them just playing that ugly football where it's run, run, the Giants run, run to hide the quarterback. Um, I mean, look, if you have Wilson, you're you're starting him, but you don't feel as good. Like, you were looking at Wilson – Five weeks ago, oh, yeah, I have a league winner here. I mean, this guy's just putting up monster numbers. You don't feel that way anymore. No, you definitely don't. You know what? It's kind of funny. I was actually having a very similar conversation about Kyler Murray. And the fact that, you know, he hasn't been running the last two days, you know, and I was I was going back and forth with, uh, with Jim Bowden. And, uh, you know, and he was citing what, you know, Murray's schedule looks like the rest of the way. I'm like, but if he's hurt and he's not running, even against these softer teams, then, you know, what what, what are we expecting out of him? Uh, and, you know, you look at the the downward trend that, that he's had now over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and I worry about that also. Do you worry about Murray's uh, possibility of uh, of being hurt and not running more? No doubt. I mean, we've seen it two weeks in a row now. I mean, five rushing attempts in each of the last two games. This yeah. was a guy that had four straight games of double-digit rushing attempts. And even the game before that, nine. So this guy was run, running like crazy. Um, so, yeah, definitely. And just watching him, he just doesn't feel comfortable. And we alluded to it, I think, Sunday night. I, I thought maybe Bill Belichick maybe played a factor. But he's not 100%. They can say whatever they want. You can see it. He's wincing. It's just not the same. Five yards per pass attempt. Uh, yeah, I I would be concerned if I'm a Kyler Murray owner because three touchdowns over the last three games. And again, the most alarming thing is not running. I mean, Kenyon Drake had two touchdowns and could have had a third. Uh, fourth and goal from the one right before halftime. I thought he kind of got in. They didn't review it. But those are plays that we were seeing Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray take in. So, yeah, I, I am concerned about Kyler Murray at this point. See, there you go. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy after all. Um, all right. Well, you know what? That's waivers, guys. Sorry. Uh, wish we could be offering you some some better names to to take a look at. Um, you can always hit up Adam at Adam Ronis on Twitter. You can hit me up at Roto Buzz Guy if you got some other names uh, who are out there who might be worthwhile. We'll uh, we'll do our best to kind of help you on out with uh with the way that is but for the time being today that's going to do it for us here at the annie up podcast for adam ronis i'm howard bender we'll catch you next time